You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Barbara McGinnis and Chris Johnson, along with other members of the Tagus McGinnis Elder Care Law Team, talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Caitlin Green. I'm one of the elder care coordinators here at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. And today we are talking about infection control and infection testing with Vicor Scientific and how this can benefit our seniors in the community as well as our care partners. So joining me today is my friend Jordan Simonson. Welcome, Jordan. Hi, Caitlin. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so happy to talk about PCR testing and how it can help the geriatric community. I'm glad to have you. I know you and I have been friends for a while, and um, we talk about this quite a bit, but I think this is very important for the elder care community as a whole to talk about. And I've heard several conversations and several conference presentations about it lately, so I'm excited for our listeners to hear. So can you give us kind of a background on Vicor Scientific and your role there? Absolutely. So Vicor Scientific is a molecular diagnostics infectious disease lab. So what does that mean? Um, So we do PCR testing to identify infections in the body. Um, I'm sure that you guys are familiar with PCR testing because of COVID, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So what PCR means, it's a polyamorous chain reaction test. So what we do is we look at the DNA of the pathogens in the sample to give a diagnosis of the bacterial infections, the viral infections, the fungal infections going on. And then we also can identify resistant genes. So we're going to be able to tell you which antibiotics those pathogens in your sample is resistant to. That's huge. That's huge. Now, is this type of testing, is this done... Uh, Is this urine sample? Is this blood sample or maybe both? Right. So what we do is everything is we don't do blood. It's all um, infection testing within your urine, your skin, and your tummy. Um, So we utilize like a swab-based testing for picking up urine infections, um, respiratory infections. Like I said, obviously, you guys have probably heard of PCR testing because of COVID. So we use that same technology to identify the infections in other parts of the body. So like we said, the urine is probably the most popular in the geriatric community, but it's also great for wound testing, especially with those in like the memory care or in those skilled facilities that have pressure sores. Um, It's also great for infection, like tummy infections as well as skin infections and, believe it or not, toenail infections. I hadn't thought of that. You know, I I really uh, were the most, I guess the best scenario I had thought where it fits is with urinary tract infections because they are so prevalent and they are so chronic. And I know that one of the things that you and I have talked about is that it's so much easier using this venue for a urinary analysis because it takes a smaller sample than a full cup to be tested in a lab. I had not thought about the other ways that you could utilize the same technology. And so really that's, that's a much better process or more, maybe more efficient for the client. Absolutely. So the great thing about PCR testing, there's, there's 
a number of different things that are great. Number one, like I said, because we're looking at the DNA of the pathogen, we're running a small sample through a machine that can get the most accurate results possible. So what we do is you mentioned a urine and out, UNA, urinalysis. So what that does is that basically lets you know if there is bacteria in the sample. And then from there, you would go into do a culture and sensitivity test. And so what that culture and sensitivity test does, typically, if you go back to your high school science classes, you take your sample, put it in a Petri dish, um, drop some stuff in there and see what grows. And so that is what gives you your diagnosis is what grows out in that Petri dish. Um, mm-hmm. This we've, do, we've been doing that a culture and sensitivity for over a hundred years. So what we kind of do is PCR test is uses today's technology to more accurately and quickly identify it. So like you said, with the UTI, with the UTI stuff, um, with a culture, you have to give a certain amount of urine. And a lot of times that's very, very difficult, especially for memory care patients, or like you said, those sealed patients. So everything we do is swab-based. We only need a drop. So it's great, like you said, for those communities because the collection is easier. Um, It's also faster. So we're able to run that sample through a machine and it results in 24 hours. So you're going to get the most accurate results much faster than you would um, your normal culture and sensitivity test. Um, And it's going to be accurate. So like you said, we're going to identify everything that's in that sample. We're going to get down, like you said, to the normal flora. And we're also going to tell you everything that's that's there, including co-infections. So a lot of time on a culture and sensitivity, it's really going to only tell you the dominant pathogen that's in there. It's not going to tell you everything. So PCR is great because you're able to identify everything that's going on so that you can treat both infections and that you're not going to be able to, symptoms aren't going to be able to come back after you've treated once. Yeah. Well, hearing you talk about it, it hasn't been really that long since I remember doing some of this um, culture in a Petri dish in school. Exactly. We look at how things react to other things. And when I think about that in real terms for our clients, I have in experience and academics, I've had so many people have chronic UTIs or chronic illnesses where antibiotics, just antibiotics, back to back antibiotics. Well, of course, you know, that wipes out good flora and bad flora. And then you end up with secondary issues. You know, I, I think about C. diff. Uh, infection quite a bit where it wipes out the good and the bad. And yes. so, so, you know, the, one of the number two reason that the geriatric population goes septic is because of untreated UTIs. So mm-hmm. uh, the speed of um, diagnosis and treatment is imperative. So, and then also being able to treat everything that's going on. So like you said, these chronic infections, so not only being able to identify everything that's in the, in the sample, but also being able to identify the antibiotics that are not going to work through resistance. So in addition to identifying, you know, the pathogens that are in the sample, we're also going to tell you which antibiotics those specific pathogens are resistant to. So we're going to tell you these antibiotics will not work. And because we pick up everything, we're going to be able to tell you what doesn't work for the for the main infection and also the co-infection. So we can um, also give you pharma. Uh, pharmacy guidance and give recommendations based off of the resistance in the patient history to be able to treat these people as quickly and as accurately as possible so they don't go septic and they don't go out of their home and they don't go into the hospital. That is such a helpful thing for just time and aggravation. I mean, it's money, it's uncomfortable testing. It's This is just much more efficient and much more uh, comfortable for the client. Um, so Jordan, when we think about this for elder care, 
this is really going to help us be better, better practitioners and uh, deliver better quality. So then my next question would be, is this something that is ordered through the primary care physician or is this something where you come on site? How does it work at that point? Yes. So we work directly with your physicians. So whether that be your physician that comes into the facilities that they're in or their their primary care in the clinic, um, we'll partner with them and um, they order our tests. And then the, either the nurses at the facilities or in the clinic will, will collect the sample and then mail it off to us. And then we um, result it and give the, the results to the facility. And oh, so great. what you what you would need to do, if this is something that you're interested in, you know, you need to talk, if they're in a facility, talk to your director of nursing and ask what they're currently doing for their infection testing, specifically their urine testing, because usually what they're doing in their urine is what they do for their other infections. Sure. Um, you can tell them, you know, I'm interested in PCR testing. They do have to talk to the physician because the physician is the one that's ordering the tests. Um, but once they sign off on it, then it can be done through their facility. Gotcha. And am I right that the physician order is so that it's recognized by insurance? Correct. So we do all of our billing ourselves. So what the facilities will do, will send us a copy of uh, the resident's insurance card and we will bill. So we are completely covered by Medicare, Medicare Advantage and Medicaid. Um, which is great for geriatric. I would say that I never have any billing issues with any of the geriatric population. Um, they are great about coverage for these tests because they are so important for our our geriatric, our seniors. Well, you know that I am this the self-titled Medicare queen. And so I really am interested in, you know, insurance and the payer sources for this. And you said that that there is good coverage under traditional Medicare, Medicare Advantage, and Medicaid. And so that's great to hear. I was recently at a conference and some of my professional friends and I were listening to a um, presentation and a question came from the audience about uh, pharmacogenetic and genetic testing. And I know that that's something that Vicor does also. So can we talk a little bit about that as well as um, the testing? Absolutely. So I like to call our pharmacogenetics, PGX for short, panel or bonus panel. So what that does is we look at a person's DNA and we let you know how they metabolize certain medications. So we look at psych, cardiac, and pain medications, and we're going to give you basically um, a green light, a yellow light, or a red light. So we're going to let you know this person's DNA processes these medications correctly. Um, it goes down the green light list, and then in the yellow list, it's going to say, take it, you know, take note about other things involved with the patient before um, using these medications. And there's also a red light list. So it's like these medications are not going to process as usual with this specific DNA. So it's great to kind of have that profile in your back pocket and in your medical records yeah. so that when you do go to get new medications, you're able to see what will work and will not work for you. That is so interesting to me as a gerontologist because I have um, often wondered, you know, how with, with polypharmacy and so many medications on the market and then seniors that have so many different providers, how things stack, how they work together, how they're going to work with that person's DNA. And uh, tell me again, you said mental health medications, cardiac medications. And pain medications. With pain medications. Okay, that's huge. That's huge. Um, yes. You know, I have run into some really tough 
learning curves when somebody goes from maybe the hospital or Jerry Psych and needs skilled care, there is a reckoning there of, you know, what medicines do they take? Are they working? Should um, should certain medicines be detoxed? Or, you know, or if clients unintentionally kind of cold turkey medications because they're not, they're either, they feel like they're not helping or they, they feel like something is adverse. And so to know that on the front end and save the stress and the, the, just hassle would be fantastic. Is this, um, I feel like this is going to be wildly popular, Jordan. Absolutely. You know, I think this is something that almost everybody will have in their medical records at some point, you know, in the future. Um, there's no reason to not have it, right? Like it's just an extra resource for everyone. I would not say that it's something to completely rely on, you know, as nothing in, in medicine is, you know, absolute. Um, but it is a great resource whenever you're going through different options to have just in your back pocket. And you only have to take this test once in your whole life because your DNA doesn't change. So it's great to your, you know, Medicare, Medicare does cover this test once. And then we do also work with the other insurers to see um, about coverage for other okay. people as well. I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about once versus repeating, but that's true. I mean, your DNA is your DNA and to have this as a starting point would be huge. You know, I often say there is no substitute for preparedness. And I think this is just another tool in our tool belt. And I think that is really, really cool. So I really appreciate you giving me the 411 on that, Jordan. Absolutely. This is, it's a great tool to have, especially in the memory care um, space. Some facilities go ahead and take one of these tests as soon as a resident comes into the building just to have on the back end for their, for their, sure. you know, resources. Um, but, you know, some patients can look for, you know, say their psych meds and they end up noticing that one of their cardiac medicines isn't working correctly. So they're able to adjust all medicines on the, between those three categories to be most efficient for themselves. Man, I can, I can see this being super helpful. That's fantastic. So Jordan, for our practitioners and elder care partners that are listening, will you give us the best contact information to get a hold of you? Absolutely. Um, so I am the Middle Tennessee rep. Um, I work with the nursing facility, the, the nursing departments at the facilities and the physicians directly. Um, I like to call myself a lab concierge. So anything and everything you would need about Vicor, you could go through me. Um, my cell phone number is 251-656-7606. And feel free to call or text me anytime. And I'd be happy to meet with you, bring you some coffee and give you a little, a little bit more information. That's fantastic. I'm just, I'm crazy about you and I'm so thrilled for what Vicor's got going on. So that's it for today's episode. Yeah, Take Us McGinnis Elder Care Law is a life care planning law firm. We help families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there 
free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.